All right, before you watch this exclusive interview podcast with the man behind you of tears, I just want to give a quick disclaimer about our guest today. He has decided to remain completely anonymous, so anonymous to the point where I don't even know what his face looks like. I don't know his name. I don't know his nationality. Nothing. He is absolutely anonymous. He told us this was to negate any risk of being harassed by other students online. And for those of you who don't know what U of Tears is, it's basically an Instagram page where U of T students come, submit their confessions, their deepest, darkest secrets anonymously. And our guest today, the administrator behind the account, takes these confessions and posts them on Instagram for the entire U of T community to see. The page has over 19,000 followers and has gotten a lot of mixed reactions from students at U of T. If you get the chance, go check it out on Instagram at U of Tears underscore and you can come up with your own opinions. We talked to him about everything. What's the backstory of U of T? How did the account start? Did he start it? Did he get it passed down to him? Has U of T ever been in touch with him about taking down the account? What is the worst confession he's ever seen? Does he have a confession himself? Is the account fake? You'll get the answers to all of these questions in our conversation. That all being said, let's just jump straight into the pod. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the VOB podcast, Voices of Vic. Today, very special guest, currently anonymous, but we have the man behind the U of Tears Instagram page, U of T Confessions. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on your podcast. Thank you for coming on, man. It means a lot. Been organizing it for a while. I think it actually started in the summer. I made a clip about U of Tears talking about how crazy the people who submit to it are, how, how crazy all the confessions are. Was that you that saw that? Yeah, I actually, I remember seeing that and I totally agree. Yeah. The, the stuff that I see, oh God, you don't even want to know. I'm sure you have a very unique perception of, of the state of students at U of T, that's for sure. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's like the reason why like it was started. It was yeah. just to, to bring out uh, the different feelings internal turmoils that these students feel yeah I'll, I'll start by just i guess asking you the main question maybe just to give the audience some clarity why the mask why why the anonymity so you can imagine that with such a huge account some people may like what you post other people may not like what you post and so i i just started this for fun I don't want to be persecuted for voicing the opinions of students that maybe other students don't agree with. So that's the only reason why I'm wearing this mask. Otherwise, I would be glad to reveal myself. But yeah, I don't want to be attacked or, you know, even like shamed online. Completely understand. Completely understand. Because you do see in the comment sections, how some of these people who submit the confessions, they're anonymous too, but they'll get torn into in that comment section. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of criticism for sure. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, when, when I took this initiative, I decided, okay, I need to find a way to, to filter out through any, any hate speech comments. Yeah. Cause that's like a huge, that's a huge issue that you can face with these anonymous confessions. And I think that that's like one of the hardest parts 
going through all each and every single comment and making sure everything's a-okay yeah and do you ever get confessions submitted to you that you you read over and you just like you can't post this like you realize like i'm not going to put this up yeah so i have certain guidelines the guidelines are if it reveals another person's identity like if it's not anonymous that's not getting posted yeah if uh if it's hate speech not getting posted what would hate speech be considered hate speech would be considered anything racist sexist uh discriminatory so stuff like that uh, also if it's in like a if we're it depends on the circumstance yeah. of course uh and the way that confession was presented understood i also filter out through any of like the bullshit confessions in the sense that some of the confessions that I'm given are absolute, like, I'm, I know they're fake. Got it. I can tell they're fake. Yeah. It, people are just, like, making a joke or whatever. If it's funny as hell, maybe I'll keep it. Yeah. But most of the time, like, I want to voice out the, the opinions of students, like, the real opinions of students, as much as some, like, confessions seem really out there. That's, yeah, that's... <laughs> A good point because even the ones that do get posted a lot of the time people are thinking this is fake there's no way this is true like how do you tell which ones because if you're telling me that you don't post the ones that are fake the ones that you do post still there are people out here just they can't believe that students could possibly be going through this what would you say to people who think that the account's fake mm, i would say i get like around like i have a thousand confessions right now that i still have to work on that I have to create a post for. Yeah. So for me to individually create each confession, that would take so much time. I myself am a, am a U of T student. Right. I don't have enough time to be doing that. Plus the confessions themselves that I get are creative enough to, to catch attention. So if, if people are thinking, oh, he's creating these confessions to, to get more, more viewership, that's absolutely false. I don't need to do anything. Y'all yeah. that are <laughs> submitting these are, are doing all the work. 100%. So even that type of fake then, like how do you not know that the people submitting are just lying? Like they tell it so it's just realistic enough to get posted, but not, you know, so much to, to be real. Yeah, there's a fine line. There's really a fine line. Sometimes you can tell if it's, if it's like a meme yeah. or something. I'm just like, okay, um, Maybe I'll post it and maybe like the general public will get, okay, this is, this is a meme. Like, yeah, yeah. but most of the time I'm just going to be like, okay, this was obviously submitted as like spam. So yeah, hundred percent. It, it takes like a, a level of uh, discerning what goes and what doesn't. hundred percent. So most students I would say at this school know about U of Tears, at least have heard of the page, right? Heard of the confessions. Just for anyone who's unaware, my grandparents also do watch this, so maybe for them too. It's basically a page, U of T students come, anonymous, anonymously submit their confessions to, to at U of Tears on Instagram. And he goes and he posts them for the rest of U of T students to see. 19,000 followers, it's almost, so I think there's almost 8,000 confessions on there. I, that's how I see U of Tears, it's like a page for confessions. What would you if you had to, in a few sentences, describe to someone who has no idea what it's about, what would you say? It's the unspoken voice of U of T students. 
because of the on- anonymity, people are able to fully express themselves in whatever they feel. Obviously, the ones that reveal another person's identity, they're not going to get posted. Yeah. But if somebody's saying, I feel lonely, I feel, I feel horny, I feel whatever, yeah. that's going to get posted. And that's going to be, that represents the voice of U of T students. And I'm students all around, because I'm sure if you did this at, at any other school, McGill, Western, whatever, it, it would work out. It would, it would be quite similar, probably. 100%. So what I'm very interested in is the, the origin of this. Tell me the backstory. How did it all start? Did you start the account or did someone pass the account on to you? Because 8,000 posts, that's a long time I feel like the account was around for. Yeah, so I got the, past, the, the account passed down to me. Got it. Um, I know that it was started in 2018. That, at that time, it was passed down to another person and then it got passed down to me. And now I'm working on it. It's uh, it's honestly a blast. Like I enjoy doing it. It's it's fun. And so is the plan then for you to pass it down once you're out of school? How does that process go? I mean, yeah. Once I'm out of school, I don't know yet because I could be doing continuing studies. So I could be at U of T for a very long time. Yeah. But once I'm out, obviously I'm gonna have to like pass down the the torch and give it to somebody else that's that's in the in the system that knows how U of T goes. Because at one point, you know, if I'm out of U of T and I don't know the whole, like, if I don't know the whole T behind U of T. The culture, yeah. The sure. culture, then it's, uh, it's not going to be as relevant anymore, I find. 100%. Yeah, that makes sense. So how did you, not that you can reveal too many personal details, but like what was the process of the account getting passed down to you? How did you end up with the account? So from what I recall, there was like a Zoom interview process and uh, there were quite a few uh, interviewees uh, that were there and essentially they ended up choosing one of us. I ended up being one of the lucky ones that got chosen. Um, And then the onboarding process was really simple. It was basically like how to create the posts what to post, what not to post. There's a whole like Google Docs of like the guidelines behind posting. Yeah. So it's not like I personally created the guidelines. I definitely agree with the guidelines though. Yeah. The way they set it up, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And recently on your story, this is how we ended up doing this podcast together. You're looking to collaborate with other creators, other personalities, accounts at U of T. What's the reason for that? Like, why are you trying to, you're now spreading the wings. Is it to grow to the, grow the account or is it for something else? I mean, it's to, of course, like I'm, it's a byproduct. So like, I'm going to grow my account by collaborating with other artists, but so are they. Yeah. So it's a win-win for both of us, but it's mainly like for the, if it's a small uh, artist or content creator and they go to U of T, I don't mind promoting that. Yeah. Um, I'll often get promo uh promos for like businesses that aren't necessarily affiliated with u of t yeah and for those i will charge and i will like i'll put a good price there because i do say like if you're a u of t student if you have a u of t club and you want some form of like promo like i'll give it out like i I don't mind that i don't mind promoting school culture that's i'm all for that that's great yeah 
Yeah, hundred percent. No, I appreciate you coming on here for sure. Yeah. Doing us a favor. People will, uh, people will be interested. I honestly think because it's, it is very cultural. Why do you, th- why do you think it has gotten so much attention? Like 19,000 followers. You know, that doesn't happen on accident. People are actually interested in these confessions There's something about it. Like, why do you think people are so attracted to that, that account? A lot of people, they can relate with the posts. Got it. So if somebody's saying, I feel lonely, I feel depressed, damn, it's, it's called U of Tears for a reason. Like, yeah. like, I'm not even talking about U of Tears, the account. I'm talking about the school. That nickname was given for ages. And so people can relate with that. People whenever they see a confession, they're like, oh, that's so, that's so true. That's facts. Yeah. You know, so I think that's, that's the main reason why, why it grew in popularity. It's just the relatability of it all. 100%. And I find it, I want to get your opinion on this. It is very relatable for some students because people have told me, but do you also think that, like, what is your opinion on it being normalized like some of these posts are wild so like do you think that it takes away a bit of the stigma behind like fucking in robots you know what i mean <laughs> like all this kind of stuff what, how do you feel about that about those posts honestly sometimes i look at them and i'm like is this even real like yeah. do do people i'd be walking in robots and i'm like looking around and i'm like yo are people actually fucking in robots <laughs> There's no way. When when do y'all find time <laughs> as U of T students studying to fuck in robots? <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. So I honestly have no idea. For those posts, like sometimes I consider them as like satire posts. Right. So if like I'm like, yo, let me give my audience a good laugh. Yeah. I'll put them down or like create some outrage. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Maybe they're true. I'm not discrediting them. Who knows? They're anonymous confessions. Yep. So maybe, maybe people are actually <laughs> fornicating in these places. Yeah. I would be shocked though. It, it is a little crazy. That's the thing. It's just, it reveals, that's what I mentioned in the video. It was, it was a summer. We stopped doing podcasts. I decided to just make YouTube videos over the summer so the account didn't completely die out. And something I mentioned is that the anonymity really can open up a a dark side to people like it can people become very comfortable without accountability when when your name is not attached to it you'll say anything now there can be a really good side of this to maybe people sharing how they're feeling at u of t if they're feeling depressed or lonely and they don't need to be made fun of or ridiculed for that type of thing but then there's also once again you open up a completely different dark side to oh like revealing your your deepest confessions your darkest secrets and I don't know if that part is very good. Some of these things, like they say, they say that the real you is the person that only you know, which is an interesting point, but the real you could actually be the person that is how you display yourself to the rest of the world. Because the only person who knows yourself, your deepest, darkest secrets are you. So can that even be the real you? Is the real you your self-perception or is it how others perceive you? What do you think? Oh, this is a... Uh... It's like the different masks you put on. So like you have like one internal mask and then you have a mask that you put on in public. I think part of the confessions 
are sent in just for jokes. Yeah. So it's not necessarily the real them. At the same time, other ones are sent in and you can, you can genuinely tell that person put in the effort behind that confession. There'll be like these long confessions that I'll have to read. And that person is really going through it. Yeah. So I think it takes a level of filtering from me, yeah. but it also takes a level of filtering from the viewer to recognize, okay, how strongly am I going to take this confession? Yeah. Is it going to be something like, oh, I've f***ed at Robarts and that's that? Yeah. Or is it going to be, hey, I'm feeling really lonely. I'm an international student. I haven't seen my parents in I don't know how much time. And like, I need somebody to talk to. Yeah. You know, like there's a huge difference between the different types of, uh, of posts. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. Like think of the idea, let's say when I'm working, let's say I'm working on the podcast and I get frustrated by something. I don't do this. This is a weird example. I, Let's just, let's take this. I'm working on something. I'm exporting the, the episode. Something glitches. The whole thing gets cut off. And now my podcast becomes late to upload. And I get, I get mad. I get pissed. Start swearing in my room. Someone gets a video. I didn't know anyone else was in the room, but someone records me swearing and posts it, right? And everyone's like, oh, shit, look at Carter. He's this super rageful person. He can't control his emotions. He swears all the time for no reason. Is that the real me? People are going to feel like, oh, gotcha. That's the real you. We now know how Carter acts in real life. But if I'm going to go out into the world and I would never behave like that, I would never start swearing for no reason in front of strangers. Is the real me that person who's going to carry himself properly in the external world? Or is it the guy that they caught on video who thought he was by himself? I don't think it's the guy that they caught on video. Like, for example, you guys could literally clip me saying I fucked that robots. And now everybody's going to think, <laughs> yo, U of Tears, the, the guy that runs U of Tears, <laughs> fuck that robot. I don't know if that's an accomplishment or like it's something to, it's a taboo. Yeah. Most likely a taboo, but it depends if you're like a frat boy and you're like, fuck yeah. He <laughs> fucked that robot. Let's go. He's a dog. He's got that dog in him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think like it's mainly like the person you present out in, in public that's you're out in public and you're out at school for like the majority of your time here right so the person inside like the one that they would record whatever recording they make of you that can be misconstrued in so many ways yeah and i don't think that's an accurate representation of you 100 that's i feel like that's happening a lot more especially if you're a celebrity get caught in public like the Hollywood stars get caught for the dumbest shit ever. This guy caught wearing sweatpants at fucking Foodland. Who cares? Who cares? Picture of you picking your nose at a restaurant. You get blasted all over Twitter if you're Cristiano Ronaldo picking his nose, right? But um, it's interesting. If you, could, if you could give one piece of advice to your followers, what would it be? Take everything with a grain of salt. Take everything with a grain of salt? Do not, like, obviously analyze the the posts don't freak out in the comments you know like you're you're allowed to have your opinion please express your opinion express it kindly um 
no hate speech. But yeah, take everything with a grain of salt. Uh, not everything, and this goes for everything in life. Not everything in life and in media is presented accurately. And even sometimes the people presenting that information don't necessarily know the validity behind it. Yeah, absolutely. So just, you're, you're all smart, everybody watching here. Like, you made it to U of T, congrats. You, that means you have relatively analytical minds to discern and to see, okay, is this post solid or do I have to take a second look at it? You would hope so, right? You hope the analytical skills are there. I would hope so, but I'm an optimist, so. Yeah, maybe it depends on program. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, I'm not, I mean, <laughs> they, they usually like send in like their programs and I put it in, in like the confession. Yeah. Um, and damn, I'd be getting some wild ones from the engineering community. Engineering is the, is the wildest program. Yeah, and they, like, I don't know if they're being sent for jokes because I don't know, yeah. it's anonymous, right? 100%, 100%. I don't even know if, like, these people actually go to these programs. It, they might not even go to U of T. Good point. It's, it's an open account. Uh, the Google Forms is open for everyone. Yeah. You never know. You have to have an individual filter yourself. You can't expect everything to be filtered for you. The last line of defense is your own mind and what you're willing to accept. I think it's more just about sharing it. I think that if you, where it can become a problem is if, let's say, I saw the confession of someone banging at Robarts and I go tell my friend who trusts me that people are banging at Robarts, right? Because that's where, that's where it happens. If he, maybe, if he saw the U of Tears post, maybe he wouldn't trust it. But because me and him are so close, he'll trust my judgment. That's where you got to be careful. That's how I think this shit spreads. Fair. Yeah. yeah. Fair. I think that's what, that's what makes people confess more of these outlandish uh, confessions. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, I view it as a way to, to voice your opinion. But also, it has elements of entertainment to it absolutely even in the comment section there's elements of entertainment uh and of community yeah uh, of relatability again so people in the comment section will often see like very similar comments maybe not the same but people will be making jokes 100 percent. you know some people might be criticizing the post some people may be criticizing other people's opinion and that's fine. You're allowed to have different opinions from others. Just make sure you're doing it without any hate speech. That's true. Yeah. And I think actually, I didn't think about it. But you made a good point how the community of that account comes from the comments. It's not, I don't think it's the post. I think that everyone, yes, there's relatability within the post. You did say that, but I think there's even more relatability with the people in the comments saying, this is fucking nuts. This is crazy. And everyone can kind of come together in that way, which I think is cool. Like, obviously there's arguments sometimes about, about different takes on the post itself, but I, I think it's cool how, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of similar analyses of what is written in that post. There's always the U of T fitness and athletic recreation club that comments. Oh, do you know them? Are you a part of them? I always thought that you and, and that account were like the same person. <laughs> you know what? Everybody thinks that, um, 
I met the guy. Yeah. I met the he he doesn't know who I am. Okay. Um so you, wait, you met him but he doesn't know who you are. Well well no, I obviously didn't go up to him like, hey, by the way, I'm the guy behind U of T. Oh, I see. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um but but I met him and yeah, he's he's a pretty funny guy. <laughs> Got it. Got it. He, he, like respect to that guy for for commenting and respect to all the other people that are commenting. Like I know uh there's one Artifice Intel. Yeah. Broski's been on that grind. Who's Artifice Intel? Uh he's a guy that comments all the time okay. on the posts. Yeah. So he's and I think he's been like a day one. Nice. He's been commenting since 20, 2018, 2019, since he enrolled. So, Respect. yeah, shout out to everybody that's that's commenting on the posts, that's sharing their opinions. And in terms of like the fitness and mental health, dude, uh, I think clubs like that are are really making an impact yeah. on on the school. And like a lot of times, I'll, I'll even see like whatever he's he's writing or whatever other people are writing, and I'm like, yo. This shit is funny. Yeah, like, yeah. This reaction is funny. Hundred um, percent. But at the end of the day, like, when you delve deeper into these these clubs or organizations that are commenting and promoting on my account, uh, they really have like good intentions. I find so. Yeah. If you're a UFT student, join join a club. I would recommend that. Absolutely. And I want to ask you actually another. It's kind of personal. How do you feel? Having an account with 19,000 followers, not a lot of people get to do that, right? Not a lot of people get to open their phone and see so many people interacting with their posts, so many likes. Everyone, if you want to post something on your story, a bunch of people are going to see it. Do you ever want to, like, have you ever wanted to convert that to maybe something of your own, like something personal? Because there's a bunch of people who love you of tears, but nobody knows the guy behind the scenes. Like, have you ever wanted the attention coming to you instead of the account? Like, how do you deal with that? No, not necessarily. Like I, I don't need the clout. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't necessarily want it. Again, it's a double-edged sword. It can either be beneficial for me and I don't know bolster my my personal brand. Not that I have one. Yeah. Um, or it can be detrimental in the sense that I'm getting bashed, or I'm getting messages from random people I don't know criticizing me every day and that can take a toll on your mental health for sure so not, not really like the, the account isn't really for personal gain it's uh it's mainly just to share the the voices of of the students that's awesome and it's that's for awesome. fun yeah so once the time comes once you need to hand the account down what once again don't need to share too many personal details but what are your venture is going to look like after that what's your life after university after university i mentioned like continuing studies uh i'm not sure yet what it could be uh anything that my immigrant parents will support medical school law school uh business school yeah. <laughs> you get the gist of it 100 um but I'll, I'll definitely, I'll pass it down and I'll make sure that the next person that, that has this account knows how to properly run it because yeah. I don't want it to go, go down in flames. It's, yeah. it's a valuable 
it's valuable data actually even yeah, that's true. for for U of T. I think somebody should should really do some some research on these confessions. Yeah. Cause damn, it can really bring light to to the officials at other universities. Yeah. Especially in terms of mental health and what they could be doing uh to better their education. These are these anonymous confessions can really help with that, I think. Yeah. And when it's something cultural like this where it's student run, it's not a professor sending you to your UToronto email asking for a, a review of the class, right? That's a little more official. This is this is very cultural and it seems more real and seems like something students are more willing to do. Has, has U of T ever reached out? Like has any sort of official, maybe even the students union reached out to you and whether they were looking for confessions data or just asked you about the account? Never. Never. Never actually. And I find that's, uh, that may be a mistake on, in terms of uh, on U of T's part. Yeah. Because... As you mentioned, it's not one of those like anonymous reviews of a class. Even then, do you really know if it's anonymous? Like sometimes when I'm submitting those anonymous reviews, yeah. I'm like, should I be saying this? Like, what if they know who I am yeah. in, in actuality? What if they're, it's not anonymous and I completely like bashed a professor that I didn't like. True. And, and then my grade just like goes down. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, know, that, that's my fear. It's possible. Whereas here, nothing's Google gonna, forms. Nothing. Yeah, nothing's gonna happen to you. Yeah. Not. Nobody knows who you are. Nothing's collected. No emails. Nothing. No, there. There are no emails. Yeah. I don't know who's who's submitting it. Mm -hmm. No idea. That's interesting. Yeah. No, you definitely think that someone would would look to reach out. A research on that would be super interesting. Yeah, you know, like UFT prides itself as being like such a huge research school. <laughs> I think. I think that would be very valuable and interesting research. It, it would be. How do students feel at such a prestigious university? What are their opinions, thoughts, you know? Absolutely, yeah. It might be a little scary. You know, you got like a 65-year-old tenured professor who's now getting all this data about like f***ing <laughs> and robots. Yeah, I don't know what he would do with that. It could show the frequency of, uh, I guess, horniness. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know a better word for that. I don't know how sexual great that, promiscuity. I don't know how great that paper would look with the U of T name on it. Hey, uh, still research. Yeah. Any research is valuable. Another question I had. I think everyone wants to know. What is the worst confession you've ever seen? Oh, I mean, there are so many. Um, obviously, if it deals with if it deals with suicide or any trigger, any triggers, I will make sure to put a trigger warning yeah. in as part of the post and make sure to link valuable mental health resources good. for that. And I think it's important to share these things because often they, they get overlooked. Everybody's just looking at the account. Haha, funny. Uh, there's so many other like posts that, that can be taken as satire, but when it comes down to like the real essence of it all, these posts, they're not frequent. They don't come up often, but I will get like suicide confessions. Yeah. And um, I remember scrolling down almost to the bottom and 
reading this one confession about a guy that he's claimed to get falsely accused of essay. Yep. And like he was going through court and all that. And I was just like, damn, you know, like if this is, if this is actually true, this guy has like a, a wild ass story. Or there was another one talking about the Russian mafia, which, you know, again, it could be fake, but if sometimes I think to myself, if this is real, yeah. that is messed up. Yeah. That's wild. And it's not like you can even reach out to, to help him. It's anonymous. It's anonymous. You can't get back to him. Yep. It's, I don't know their email. I don't have their contact information. Can't get the police involved. They're not going to know. Nothing. Nothing. It's crazy. Yeah. Do you feel, do you feel power from it? Do I feel power? I mean, in a sense, yeah, I have a lot of responsibility yep. associated with whose voice I get to put out. Right. But at the same time, if it's most, most of the confessions actually get posted unless it's one of those spam confessions like if somebody just puts down a period i'm not going to i'm not going to post that Obviously. or if it's if it's if i can genuinely tell it's a meme i'll be like okay yeah i get it 100% maybe if the meme is funny enough and i'm like oh this, people are going to laugh at this yeah. then sure yeah that's true yeah do you have any confessions I've never actually confessed on it, no. You never confessed. Um, and I'm being completely honest. I have never. You, I haven't even thought about confessing. You don't I, got anything to confess. I, yeah, I don't feel like I have much to confess. I feel like. If you had to drop one, if you had to drop one on the pod. Drop one on the pod. I feel like my life is n not as exciting as <laughs> as, as it seems. As all, all of yeah, everybody else. I feel like. Everyone else confessing has just such an such a wild maybe imagination or yeah. life that I'm like I I can't even compare to that. <laughs> like, that's fine. Maybe that's my confession. There you go. There you go. <laughs> How do your parents feel about you running the account? Do they know? Do they even care? Yeah, uh, my mom knows about it. Yeah. Um. She's okay with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, they they don't really care yeah. it, because I remain anonymous. It yeah. doesn't impact my personal life. 100%. And again, I don't want it to impact my personal life. 100%. I remember at one point I was going to class and there were people going over a U of Tears confession. And I was just like in the back, like smirking, like, <laughs> damn, if only you guys knew yeah. it was me running this. As I'm right behind you. Yeah. Yeah. Can ask you so many questions. That's funny. Well, hopefully they watch this, right? Hopefully, hopefully. Um, how many people know that you run the account? Like, you obviously have a social circle. You got you got a few friends. Like, yeah. Do they know about it? Yeah. So, my really close friends know about it, and I would say, like my parents. Yeah. That's it. Like, like how many? How many close friends? I would say three. 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 You yeah. Keep it tight keep it tight yeah. even even on this pod i'll just tell him right now like when he was waiting in front of uh in front of the residence building i had to come down already you were repping the ski mask already yeah after this we've been talking for about an hour if i see you on my way to campus i won't even know it's you, you i won't be able to say hi know. yeah you'll, i mean you'll know maybe people will recognize me by my voice uh right. maybe but again there's so many voices out there that 100 
who knows who knows it's yeah. hard it's hard for sure plus i could be changing my voice right now yeah it could be a different accent that's right maybe you're rehearsing yeah maybe who knows who knows <laughs> we, we've been we've been planning for a couple of weeks so you could have been practicing right exactly that's funny well it's been a, a great great talk Absolutely. Uh, I want to ask if you have any any final thoughts you want to share for for the people at home for the pod, and uh, and we can go from there. Final thoughts: Don't be afraid to to voice your opinion, um, so long as it's courteous, polite, lacking any hate speech. Don't be afraid to voice it out. You're not alone, as you can see from this community. There are plenty of other people that agree with you. Um, and just keep pushing through UFT. That's, that's all I'm going to say. It's, it's a process. It it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And at the end of it all, you're going to be left with, with a bunch of memories that right now you might not think they're pleasant, but you're going to look back on that and you're going to be like, Damn, you know, sometimes I'm I'm nearing the end of my my UFT UFT career. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna attend grad school here in another place, but I'm looking back on my first year, and I'm like, damn. Yeah. It passed by so fast. Absolutely. As grueling as it was with the assignments, with the professors, with the TAs you have to deal with, it's still it's still part of the culture that you were a part of yeah. so embrace it not something you'll be able to live back for sure like how does it sorry i know i said final thoughts but like has it affected your mental health like how is running this account seeing all these confessions affected you personally i would say when i'm looking at these confessions i'm not terribly affected yeah there's so many of them that at one point, maybe I've become numb to them, but I don't feel, I feel like I'm pretty like stable in terms of uh, really filtering through which confess confessions make it and which don't, yeah. and which ones I get to choose to affect me or not. Like, especially when you ask that question about like which one affected me the most, I can't answer that. There's so many of them that, that merit seriousness to yeah. them weight to them that it's so hard to just pinpoint one and say this one was the most messed up because plenty of them are messed up yeah you just i guess get used to it or you're, you stay strong enough to get past reading them 100 percent. yeah it's uh quite the culture at u of t quite the culture oh yeah there's uh i wouldn't say there's no other culture like it, but it's definitely unique in yeah. its own way. Yeah. hundred percent. Absolutely. We have Toronto here. Uh, plenty of cultures going on in Toronto that we can relate it to our student lives. And U of T is known to be notorious. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Got to get through it. Got to work hard. Got to be social. That can be hard. Oh, that's... Yeah. That's really hard for a lot of people, yeah. shockingly. Yeah. As much as there are like resources out there, clubs, whatever it may be, dating apps, yeah. you know, people are still feeling lonely. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad to provide them with 
somewhat of an online community where they can share their opinions and maybe connect with people. Like that's, that's my goal, honestly. Even with collaborating with U of T students, I want people to connect with each other. Um, I was talking to somebody from Ryerson and they were telling me how at U of T, it seems so dead. When you walk into the library, everybody is just in their own zone. Nobody's really talking to each other. Have you, have you been ever to like Ryerson and walked in there? Oh, for sure. Yo, it's, it's, it's right in the heart of the city and it's, it's like right by the CN Tower, right? I, I don't know if, I, I've never been to a lecture. What, what is it like? Or, sorry, it? not Ryerson, TMU. I feel, I walked in there once. I swear to God, everybody there was smiling. Really? Talking to each other. It was a completely different vibe from U of T. And it's right down the street. Right down the street. And you know, like, maybe those with a superiority complex will like start shitting on TMU. Like, oh, they're not U of T. Yeah. I think we should take note of what, what they're doing. They're definitely doing something different. You can learn from them 100%. Yeah. There's good parts, bad parts of every school. Obviously, Absolutely. the education of U of T would be considered superior by many, but the social life plays into it too. Yeah, What's I'm, the point of having a, a better institution to learn from if your whole social life is decimated, right? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, if you're focusing nonstop on schoolwork, even if you end up landing that, that job you wanted, that's not going to pay off. And you need, you still need to have some social skills. Yeah. You need to be able to interact with other people. Yeah. I find, well, even the pandemic might've contributed to this in terms of how antisocial some people may be. But I think we should try our best. We should try our best to connect with as many students as possible yeah. to form like a framework to even help those, those in need, those that are feeling lonely. Yeah. Because there are plenty of students that are feeling lonely. I think by reaching out and by, hell, even just saying hello to somebody during lecture or at the library, I don't think that should be considered something weird. No. I think it's, a lot of it is in students' heads. You don't say hi to the guy because you think that they're going to be calling you weird or and it's really, they're also feeling lonely. They're feeling the exact same way. Exactly. They're just looking for someone who can say hi as well. The person you're scared to say hi to is probably yearning for an interaction. Yeah. They probably want you to say hello to them. Yeah. So next time you're, you're at Robarts, instead of f***ing there, maybe say hello <laughs> to somebody. Yeah. That's a great way to end it, man. Thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the U of Tears admin. Go check out the account. A shout out from me isn't going to completely change your life or anything, but at U of Tears underscore on Instagram. Or yep. is it? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Confessions there. A lot of funny stuff. A lot of relatable stuff. Comment sections are hilarious. And, and we'll see. We'll see what the future holds for, for U of T students. Everybody go check out Voices of Vic podcast right now. This is the man behind you of tears telling you to do that. Thank you, bro. Follow on Instagram at Voices of Vic. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like the interview. It was great. And we will see you next Sunday. Peace out.